Welcome to another episode of Christ Community Church Podcast. What what, what number is this? 1,000. 1,000. My name is Stephen Watson, <laughs> uh, and I'm here with Neil Grogan, Associate Pastor and Elder at Christ Community Church. Uh, what are we talking about today, Neil? Today we are going to talk about, since it is January 1st, 2020, uh, some resolutions that church members can make uh, for themselves and their families. So this is not like resolutions for you might have for personal goals as far as like losing weight or um, what else do people do for resolutions? Reading books. <laughs> oh, reading books. That's the other <laughs> watching all of their favorite Netflix right, shows. That's it. That's it. Man, I've, I've already done that one. Um, so, yeah, this is resolutions for church members. So if you're a member of a local congregation somewhere, what are some things you should resolve to do in your life? So let's just go ahead and jump in. Uh, what's the first one we have here? I resolve to make attendance, church attendance, a priority. Yeah, I think th- this is a, one of the first ones I thought of when I think about resolutions for church members. Is because I don't think it's possible to be a healthy Christian without a local church. I would agree with that. <laughs> uh, and I think I think a lot of our culture says, well, you can you can be a religious person. You don't need to be a churchy person. You don't need to. You don't need to have a local congregation. I can be with God out in nature. But that, that kind of goes against what, what Scripture says. Yeah, um, Scripture very clearly tells us that we're saved not only um, from the penalty of sin, but also into a community, uh, the body of Christ. What other what other verse do you think of when you think of this resolution? Um, off the top, I... Think of Hebrews 10, 23 through 25, which says, Let us hold to our confession of our hope without wavering, since he who promised is faithful. And let us watch over one another to provoke love and good works, not neglecting to gather together, as is the habit of some. So what would you say is is regular attendance? Yeah, I mean, uh, well, number one, at our church, uh, the pulpit or church is a is a core value um we should seek to be there every week to hear the proclamation of the gospel of god's word um to stir each other on towards love and good works and um to continue walking in faith and in community with one another yeah in in our context being being next to fort hood we realize people are going to be out in the field they're going to be doing Listen to these acronyms. They're going to be doing a TDY. Ooh. They're going to go to NTC. What? That's right. Uh, they're going to do all these things that are going to take them away from church. And so that, that's like fully understandable. And no one no one is saying we're speaking against that. Right. But I think I think there is this idea of like, oh, well, I'm going to go on a day trip. Or mm-hmm. I'm going to... Was that your computer yep. making noise? There it is. Fail. Uh, <laughs> podcasting fail. Uh, but I think it's just, yeah, it's making it your church, church, church priority. Right. Um, yeah, as long as you are able, go. Yeah. Don't ne- neglect assembling with your brothers and sisters in Christ. Well, I think it's I think it's for two purposes. One, it's for your own personal edification. But two, it's also for, for others. Like, other people need you. They need your presence. They need your encouragement. Right. Uh, so this is really... Kind of leads to our second resolution. Right. So, if our first resolution is I resolve to make church attendance a priority, I think a second resolution for a church member would be I resolve to serve one another. Right. I resolve to serve one another. Um, 
I think when we get together as a church, serving one another is is quite a important thing that we do. Uh, my wife and I were talking about this yesterday, and uh, talking a little bit about like working at home. And she's like, "Yeah, sometimes I'll be cleaning the house, and the kids will be doing their TV time, and and I'll be cleaning, and I'll be like sweeping the floor or something, get in front of the TV, and the kids are like, ah, oh, get out of the way, get out of the way.' <laughs> but she's there working, and she's there striving and busting it. Uh, and other people are kind of sitting back watching TV, right? And that might be a, a parenting fail on our side of saying, "All right, right, kids, we're working, you're working, right?" But we need to make sure that when we're at church, we're not like the kids mm. saying, "All right, you you people serve." But we need to be making sure that we're bringing our gifts to the table. Yeah. That we're serving one another. Yeah. And then um, on another level of, of saying, not only at the church, but as the church, I want to serve my family, serve those in my community. Um, I want to be uh, someone who who serves as Christ serves. So, Stephen, what, what scripture comes to mind when you think through like serving for one another first uh, Peter 4 10 through 11 uh, we, we use this one quite a bit in church um, whenever we're talking about serving but it basically said I'm going to paraphrase this because I don't have it pulled up uh, actually maybe I do I do have it pulled up it says above all maintain constant love for one another since love covers a multitude of sins mm. be hospitable to one another without complaining and then this is the key just as each one has received a gift, use it to serve others as God as good stewards of God's very grace. So it's just this idea of like God is, has put you in this church. He's made you a member of a church. And he has a way that he wants you to serve others in that body. Pretty important stuff. Um, third... Resolution. What's our third resolution for church members? I resolve to be generous. Resolve to be generous. Generous in what ways? Well, I mean, uh, number one, we think we can think of serving as an aspect of time, being generous with your time, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but with our with our resources as well is where I would see this uh, coming into play. Resolving to be generous with my resources or or through giving. Um, for the for per, for the purposes of the mission of God, right? Yeah, for sure. Um, there's a good verse in First Timothy chapter six, verses seventeen through nineteen. It says, and it kind of talks about both. It kind of talks about the financial generosity, but also just the serving one another generosity and right. being rich in good works. This is what it says. Instruct those who are rich in the present age not to be arrogant or to set their hope on the uncertainty of wealth, but on God, who richly provides us with all things to enjoy. Instruct them to do what is good, to be rich in good works, to be generous and willing to share, storing up treasure for themselves as a good foundation for the coming age, so that they may take hold of what is truly life. So really saying we do need to be generous if we have Wealth, we need to share wealth. If we have, uh, well, for present, we need to be generous in our good works and our acts of service to one another. Right. Yeah, or Second Corinthians 9, 6 through 8 uh, says, the, this, the point is this, the person who sows sparingly will also reap sparingly, and the person who sows generously will also reap generously. 
Each person should do as he has decided in his heart, not reluctantly or out of compulsion, since God loves a cheerful uh, giver. And God is able to make every grace overflow to you so that in every way, always having everything you need, you may excel in every good work. Being a cheerful giver, being resolving to be generous with what we have. Yeah. Yeah. Looking at it, looking at it, I think the, the paradigm as a, as a believer we need to have is, man, that man, God is the great provider and he mm-hmm. has provided me with all things, uh, life, breath, um, food, shelter, whatever it is, he's given it to me, work uh, that he's called me to. And with that work that he's called me to, I'm to work hard and to glorify him in my work and the wages we earn for work. Again, it reflects the gift of God. And so mm-hmm. cheerfully, I want to bless others with what God has blessed me with. Yeah. And I think about where he's saying we need to store up treasures, for the life to come, to take hold of that which is truly life. Because like when I think about what I can spend my money on, mm. that list just gets longer mm-hmm. and longer. Uh, like we've been in our house for 10 years now, almost. So nine years, going on 10 years, we've been in our house. Um, and like just walking through the house thinking, oh, I need to do this project. Oh, I need to do this project. Oh, I need to do this project. It's like an endless list of ways to spend money on the house. Mm. And that, and that's just one area of our life. Right. You know, we could do the same with vacations and traveling. We do the mm. same with retirement. Right. Uh, so there's, I think there's always things that are going to take our money, but here Jesus is saying, and Jesus is saying through Paul, no, we, we need to be generous. Right. We need to share. We need to contribute. Mm. What's that Dave Ramsey quote? Not that we're just saying Dave Ramsey's the only way, but he says, like, earn big and give big. Yeah. And so, man, do do your best to to work to the glory of God and to, and to bless others with what God blesses you with. Hmm. What's well, another uh, resolution, uh, Stephen? All right. I resolve. This is number four. I resolve to discipline myself for godliness. Hmm. What's our verse for this one, Neil? Yeah, 1 Timothy 4, 7. Which says... He's turning. I'm turning, flipping through the pages. I got it right here. I got it. I got the internet. Leave me alone. But have nothing nothing to do with pointless and silly myths. Rather, train yourself in godliness. I think you got to read the next one, too. All right. We're going eight. For the training of the body has limited benefit, but godliness is beneficial in every way since it holds the promise for the present life as all and also for the life to come. Mm. I like the tie between this verse and the last verse we read in First Timothy four, uh, six, chapter six, right? Where it's talking about this, like we had to think about the life to come, right? Like this life isn't all there is, yeah. and so he's saying that we need to resolve ourselves to to train ourselves for godliness. You preached about this last Sunday on mm-hmm. a biblical change. So if you weren't at church last Sunday, you can go to our website and catch Neil's sermon on biblical change. What were some of the things that you were focusing on about how we change? Yeah, so um, taking off the former way of life. The text was Ephesians 4, 22 through 24. And uh, we talked about taking off the former way of life, putting those things to death. And putting on the new self, which is Christ likeness, and we see, we see a kind of picture of that in Ephesians four twenty five through thirty two, which gives uh, 
one like one picture of anger or or whatever or or um angry talk if you mm-hmm. will and then says to be kind right mm-hmm. be compassionate take one off put right one put on. one put the other on but uh the the main application i focused on uh, primarily was the renewal of your mind which is verse 23 being renewed in the spirit of your minds which is the inner self right the inner man that needs to be renewed needs to be changed so that when um the choices we make or the reactions we have or the desires we have man those things need to be for the lord and for knowing him in a deeper way and for walking out holiness and godliness and uh how do we how how are we renewed in the spirit of our minds man it's through it's through god's word primarily that's the main tool that god uses uh, for renewing us mm. i read this really funny post online oh yeah it said uh <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it said, hey, shout out to everyone who's been faithful to their Bible reading program so far this year. It's January 1st. Yeah. Uh, we're nailing it, guys, one day at a time. Good job. Celebrate. So Pat yourself on the back. Right. So, um, man, through through in Bible intake, meditating on Scripture, memorizing Scripture, praying Scripture, praying for others, uh, petitioning the Lord. Um, man, that's how that's how we discipline ourselves for godliness. Man, the the Holy Spirit convicts us of our sin as we um, move through Scripture, and He reveals what our hearts' true intentions are and the dark dark spots of our hearts. He knows our hearts, and so, man, if we're resolving to dis- discipline ourselves for godliness, then we need to make a resolution to um, being in the Word and being yeah. in prayer. So I'm doing, we're, we're kind of promoting two different plans at Christ Community Church. One of those is called a five-day-a-week mm-hmm. Bible reading plan. I like that one because you're reading five days and you have Saturday and Sunday where you don't have a Bible reading for that day, which mm-hmm. is a good day to catch up if you miss a day, or a good day to you know worship in other parts of the Bible or just choose something else to go into. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's it's just a very flexible plan. Right. Uh, it takes about 20 minutes a day to do. Right. So. And then the other one would be the 5 by 5 by 5 which is more for an introductory uh, type of reading plan that's five minutes a day, five days a week, with and it gives you five ways to go deeper as you mm-hmm. read. And so, man, it'll take you through the entire New Testament in a year. And I, I really encourage have encouraged people to like try to listen through the whole Bible yeah. in a year if and then you can do that five five by five and like really study and read and meditate on the New Testament as you go through uh, this year 2020 hmm. so resolve to discipline yourself for godliness right uh, number five is I resolve to know and be known mm. I want to be known by people, and I want to know people. What's what's? But I have fourteen hundred friends on Facebook. Yeah, I am known. Man, you're no, more known than I am. <laughs> I have five friends on Facebook. Right. So what what is truly being known and knowing others? What does that look like in the life of a church member? Yeah. So I, I think one of our fears, and one of the things we always want to fight against at Christ Community Church, is like the movie theater church, mm. where you can just show up. Come in, get your popcorn, sit down or coffee, <laughs> sit down, sing a few songs, watch a show, and then leave without ever talking with somebody. Mm. And some people can go through their whole church life um, 
not knowing anybody. Right. And you can sit in a church and look around you and not know the names of people. Yeah. Um, so we want to fight against that. One of the ways that we do that is is we do um, community groups and discipleship groups. Right. Or small groups is what some people call them. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think I think it's a resolution to say, even though I might be an introvert, even though I might already have friends, if I'm not an introvert and always engaging with people, we need to be known by people in the church. Right. What? Uh, where do you see this in Scripture? A call to actually be known. A call to and be, to know others. And to know uh, Romans Romans twelve. Uh, 15 is a good one. Mm-hmm. Uh, rejoice with those who rejoice and weep with those who weep. Live in harmony with one another. Do not be proud. Instead, associate with the humble. Do not be wise in your own estimation. So this idea that we rejoice with people who rejoice and we weep with those who weep. So here, I think this is a little activity you can do next time you're sitting in church. Because uh, you can be guaranteed that everyone in the church is either rejoicing about something or they're weeping about something. Right. They're going through one of those emotions. Um, Do you know what people are going through? Mm -hmm. So just kind of go aisle by aisle, row by row, and say, all right, who is this? What's their name? Are they weeping right now or are they rejoicing right now? And if you can't answer any of those questions for hardly anybody, you might not be known in church. Right. Yeah, I would say, too, it's easy to get information from other people, but sometimes being authentic with your own business is more difficult for you. So another challenge you can do in the church is instead of when someone asks you how you're doing and you just respond with fine, you can be honest. You need to make, you, a, make it awkward. Yeah, make it awkward. <laughs> hey, uh, man, you know what? This morning I woke up and my kids were really uh, disobedient and I really struggled. Could you pray with me? I'm trying to prepare my heart to worship yeah. the king of the universe, you know. I think of uh, Galatians 6.2 also, uh, which says to carry one another's burdens. In this way, you will fulfill the law of Christ, mm. loving your neighbors, walking in life with one another, growing deep together, being known and knowing others. Uh, resolution number six. Resolve to share with others the hope that I have. Mm. Um, for this one, we're really thinking about Matthew 5. Um, it says, You are the light of the world. A city situated on a hill cannot be hidden. No one lights a lamp and puts it under a basket, but rather on a lampstand, and it gives light to all who are in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others, so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father in heaven. So this idea of if you're a Christian, people in your community people in your family, people in your workplace hmm. ought to know that there's something different about you. Right. Through your actions, yes, but also through your words. Hmm. Um, you mean uh, you can't just live out the gospel and speak if necessary? That's right. What was that? <laughs> so, yeah, the quote by so-called Francis, St. Francis. Yeah. Uh, share the gospel all... Share the gospel always, if necessary, use words. Is that yeah, what it is? something like that. Some along those lines. Some garbage like that. But uh, yeah, we, <laughs> we, we, we have to use our words. Yeah, the, faith the, comes by hearing. The gospel is a proclamation. We, we right. speak it. We say it. And we walk it out. And we walk it out. Right. Yeah, our, our walk confirms our words. I like that you pointed out, like, in the workplace. Because um, I think a lot of people really struggle with 
sharing their faith and or sharing the hope they have. And, you know, man, they might have a high intensity job. You know, uh, we have obviously we're in army town. Right. So we have a lot of guys who, man, it's, it's high stress, high impact. Um, go, go, go. A bunch of alpha type of individuals. Mm-hmm. And um, man, it's really difficult in that environment um, to be a signpost of the gospel, if you will. Yeah. And so, man, what would your encouragement be uh, for for people in the workplace? Mm. Man, just that's a good question. What What would my encouragement be for someone in the workplace? I would say we always have to let our faith take a hold of every aspect of our life. Mm. Uh, Christ has to be Lord everywhere. Right. Uh, Christ is. Lord, over all creation, over all the earth, even more so than the government or your bosses or whoever they may be, right. uh, Christ is Lord, and He calls us to proclaim His name. Right. I think we have to be wise. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, th- I think lots of times we use the, well, we're not supposed to share our faith at work. Right. And, and that's just kind of thrown out there. And I'd, I just want to ask, all right, how much have you looked into that? Mm-hmm. How much have you researched that? How much have you talked with superiors about the extent of what that looks like. Right. Uh, because you can share your faith without proselytizing. Right. Does that make sense? Yep. Uh, someone says, hey, what'd you do on the weekend? Man, I worshiped at church. <laughs> Let me tell you about what we talked about. Yeah. That's my, not... my small group had a New Year's Eve party. Right. <laughs> right. Uh, so, uh, community group. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, but we, uh, but I think it's it's one of those things where where I think a lot of institutions will say you can't proselytize. And I think they're saying you can't like pressure people to accept your religion, but that doesn't mean you can't talk about your religion. doesn't mean you can't talk about your faith, what you're learning, what you're doing. And I think that's what I would encourage people to do in the workplace. Yeah. I think a lot of people have this misnomer that I have to lead a Bible study at work for this to be true. That's not the case. Like that could happen. That would be awesome. Um, but man, how do you treat people? How do you speak? How do you uh, honor your, you know, the authority over you? Mm-hmm. And man, when God creates opportunities for you to share your hope, do you do it yeah. or do you resist it? All right, la- final resolution. We came up with seven. Yeah, for, for a church members. For a church member, resolve to. Sh- I resolve to shepherd my child's heart or children's hearts. Yeah. Um, I think automatically Deuteronomy 6, 4 through 8, which says, Listen, Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and all your strength. These words that I'm giving uh, you today are to be in your heart. Repeat them to your children. Talk about them when you sit in your house and when you walk along the road, when you lie down and when you get up. Bind them as a sign on your hand and let them be a symbol on your forehead, write them on the doorposts of your house and on your city gates. So this really captures the idea of, man, not only are you doing these things personally, mm-hmm. but it's permeating. Per, is that it? How do you say yeah. it? Yeah. Permeating yeah. out of Going you. Into, yeah. And uh, man, you're, you're being very intentional with your kids. Uh, so you're taking an active role in like, you know, man, my children aren't going to become disciples of Christ by just putting them in Sunday school. Right. It's it's through the way that I disciple my kids. 
How, how have you, what are some things that you've done, Stephen, uh, that you've seen work, um, and, and been beneficial in your home? I think, I think family worship and leading your family, shepherding them is always going to be like a a trial and error the whole time your kids are in the house. It's going to look different at different ages of your children. Uh, but I really like Donald Whitney's book on family worship where he says, just do a read, pray, and sing. Mm-hmm. You read some of the Bible, you pray that scripture, you sing a song. And so that's what we've always done with our kids. Right. And we've tried to do other things. Uh, we've tried to do catechisms. We'll, we'll start and fail. That's one of our, our resolutions to try to pick that up um, back up this year. But I, th- I, think, I think there's lots of different things you can do. But I would try to say keep the read, pray, and sing central, right. no matter what age your children are. Right. And I think the earlier you start, the easier it's going to be. Absolutely. So if, if you if you're pregnant right now, man, you you are at the perfect time to start family worship. Right. Just make it a habit because it's going to be a lot easier for you to always start from the beginning rather than if you've got a 17 year old at home thinking, why are we doing this now? Mm-hmm. Uh, however, if you do have a 17 year old at home, do it. Still do it. You yeah. Say, I've failed. I messed up. We should have been doing this all along. But we want to do the right thing, and we think worshiping as a family is the right thing. I think one more aspect before we close that I just want to add. I got another aspect, too. Okay, cool. Two more aspects. Two more aspects. One is, uh, man, just asking your kid or your children heart-focused questions, Mm -hmm. um, trying to get at at the heart. What is the root of their behavior? Like, why is your kid lying? You know, Mm -hmm. is there fear or is there... Um, shame or, or what what is going on at the heart level and uh, just a really good method that I've seen is uh, in Paul uh, David Tripp's book Gospel Parenting um, kind of gives you like I think 14 heart focused questions that you can walk through or um, what's the other one shepherding your child's heart I think that's yeah, I it's, it's another trip. Yeah, it's, a, it's his brother. And it's his brother who writes yeah. that. And, does he have a mustache? Um, definitely. If he does, it is not as it's amazing. Got mustache envy. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But yeah, man, be be thinking about your kid's heart, not just how they act in public. Yeah, and my my add on to our seventh resolution for a church member about shepherding your child's heart would be. This is true for you, even if you're a single. Mm. And this is true for you, even if you're a grandparent, but your kids live in a different state, right? Because right? this is a resolution for church members. And so I have a desire. Like, if we got, we got single people in our church, I want them to know my kids' names. Right. I want them to give them high fives when they see them and call them mm. by their names. Uh I want, like, I think you can be a part of this process of shepherding right. the hearts of young people, whether they're your kids or not. Right. And part of that is including children into the life of the church. Right. We don't want to just show them off in a corner and say, don't bother us while we're trying to do our adult thing, but they're a part of our body. Um, and singles and people whose children might be grown and now the house or couples who don't have or kids, couples who don't have kids. All of these people play a role mm. in the shepherding of the hearts, of the children in our church. Amen. To so that. keep, keep that up. And if you haven't been doing it, man, get to know the names of kids and give them high fives 
And well, they're, they they will awkwardly not give you a high five, so <laughs> especially my children. Yeah, I, I try to high five Watson kids, and they just hide. <laughs> they glare they at you from behind my leg. What is this beast of a man doing? All well, right. guys, this this is our uh, seven resolutions for church members resolving to make church attendance a priority. Resolving to serve one another, resolving to be generous, resolving to discipline myself for godliness, resolving to be known and to know others, resolving to share with others the hope we have, and lastly, resolving to shepherd our children's hearts. And so, man, uh, here at Christ Community Church, we want to encourage you in this new year um, to be intentional and to, man, grow in your faith and in, in love with uh, King Jesus. That's all for today, guys. Till next time, Stephen Watson and Neil Grogan.